Hallelujah. Praise the Lord who art in heaven. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I'm very excited for this opportunity once again. It's another week and it's another time to learn another wonderful thing in the presence of the Lord. So hopefully, um, if you are watching this at this moment in time, I want you to know that it will be uh, coming on very late, obviously. But um, it's not going to be a long time. And this is a premiere. It's not a live video. So it won't be at the live section. It will be a premiere, which is in this, you know, um, video section of our YouTube. And but for Facebook, it will just categorize everything as a video. But we'll put them all in folders so that you can join in the conference. So this is the full service, all right? Now, the reason why we are not broadcasting it is because... Well, it's two days, which obviously more people will say that ah. But this, the more reason why I should broadcast it because it's only two days, right? Yes, well, we just want to test how many join the service because it's like the live videos are becoming way too much nowadays. So we want to test and see how many of us actually join the services live. Amen. So with that, welcome to the college. Sorry. The Count It All Joy Conference of 2023. Glory to God. And I'm very excited for you to be here at this moment in time. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here at this moment in time. Your word is true and holy. Your word is truth and light. And that is the reason why we are here. So Father, take all the praise, take all the glory, take all the honor. In Jesus' name we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And um, welcome once again. You know, it's like every week in this month we are having a conference. Well, I think this may or may not be the last week we'll be having a conference. But it depends. It depends, you know. And you see, conferences, the times may change. Say, hey, the times may change. Do you know why? Because um, we need to adjust. We need to be flexible. We are flexible people. Because the Holy Spirit makes us flexible. He's the reason why we are here. So if something is declared, you should be flexible to make sure that you are around and there, present to join the service. Amen. So, obviously, I think now it has become a trend that every time we start midway and when we are starting our conferences, well, that is not so. Um, it happens, it, it happened like the last time we thought, you know, everything was on because we could see ourselves and everything. But at the end of the day, nothing was really showing. So we just started it and then here is what we have. So whatever you have on the page today, kindly manage it for us. Amen. So um, this conference is a wonderful one. I'm very excited for it. And I've based it on a certain verse and also one of my personal testimonies that actually saved the Love Arena ministry in general. Hallelujah. Yes. This, okay, I'll share with you more, but let me give you a very brief understanding of why we are here. So, obviously, I like to um, explain um, our conference names because some may not understand it so well. Alright, so count it all joy. What does it mean? You see, 
First of all, when we select the word count, we know that counting is basically ranging from numbers 1 to 5. Alright? So, it's either you are grouping a set of items in, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? We are grouping a set of items in a way and we are numbering them to know how many we have. So, counting is basically grouping a set of items or using the hands or anything to know the number of what you have. And with counting, you can use it in many other ways. You can subtract from it, you can add to it, you can multiply it, you can divide it, and many others of that sort. So counting is um, using a set of items and numbering them to know how many of them you have or the quantity that you have. Do you get what I'm saying? Alright, and then we have um, joy. You know what all is. All means all of us. Everyone. Um, it's a, a general term for two or more people. And then, it's over there, it's in a context. So I'll explain that more when we go into the conference. And then, the last thing, or the last but not least thing, is joy. What is joy and what does it do for us? What is joy? Joy is basically more than a feeling joy is basically more than a feeling some would say joy is basically happiness joy is more than a feeling some would say joy is the same thing as happiness but they are different being happy is a feeling joy is more than a feeling because it's an overriding of happiness is a double dose of happiness and that is why we are here today you see in our current generation today everybody wants to hide their problems they want to hide what they are going through hallelujah everyone wants to hide what they are going through they don't want to share with anybody because they believe that they are going to use it against them this is what Satan has made many to think that you know when you share your problems and your situations with people they will use it against you it has happened not once not twice but to many people who are in the world today so they don't like to share and even with that it can just not go from using it against them but it can go as a global issue or it can grow it can go somewhere so far that may even um, demote or deplete the image, the substance or, you know, the picture of the person, the worth of the person. It depletes or demotes it. So, basically, everybody likes to keep to their business now. That is why today we find it so hard to go out to evangelize. Because we are all thinking that the only answer to peace is minding our business our business as Christians is those people that are outside who think minding their business is the answer to peace you can mind your business wherever you are in life but I can tell you for a matter of fact 
that I cannot guarantee you peace or there's peace is not guaranteed with that mindset because you will always be troubled minding your business means that you will not associate with people you will not talk to people as much as you are meant to talk to them do you understand what I'm saying? so you will not talk to people as much as you talk to them and you will not associate yourself much with people so that is what it means in its literal and basic form do you understand what I'm saying? in its literal and basic form that is what it means are you there? please this is a premiere it's not a live video you can comment there's nothing wrong with it so before I even move on with anything comment if you are watching this premiere it's not a live video it's a, 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 a premiere it's a video that has been uploaded but it's being shown to you as a live video so we've already done this and we are showing it to you amen so here's one thing that um, I think I'd like to show you very briefly and um, I believe you'll be blessed as you do that so give us a second Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I want to show you something like a practical life example of somebody who thinks minding their business or not associating with people as Christians are meant to do to win souls into the kingdom. I'm going to show you what, why peace is not guaranteed in such a person's life. So what is really peace? If we want peace, what is really peace? Peace is simple to understand. First of all, we must understand that peace is, well, not a feeling, but it's a situation of the environment. Hallelujah. What is the definition of peace? It's not a feeling. And it's definitely not you know, um, it's not a feeling. It's a situation of the environment whereby one stays and has nothing to worry about. No problems, nothing. Their life is balanced. Their life is balanced. So that's peace. And this is all people want. Now, obviously, when you are somebody who minds your business, you think that you'd have peace at a certain moment or point in time. But it will get to a moment whereby the peace that is the environment that you have will be there yes but you will not have peace in your mind why because you do always wonder that why am i still alone at my age at the, as the type of person that i am i can't associate with people i can't be with friends and many other things of that sort 
I can't be with people, I can't be with friends, I can't do anything, and I'm still there. Why? So that's the the mindset, or that is what happens. Those who think they mind their business, those who are Christians, and they say money or business is the key to peace, stop it. Because you know everybody needs somebody. We all need somebody to discuss our problems with our life situations with. So you can't tell me that um what do you even call it? You can't tell me that uh minding your business is the key to peace because even your mind will bother you and that will take away the peace that you think you have. Because you get to a certain age, you take this minding your business to a certain age, and that will that is when you realize that you've not even married. You've not had any children, you've not done anything, you don't have any connections, you are who you are and you are the same way. That is why, you see, we don't see the upgrade in our life as Christians. Because we don't deal with these itty bitty things. We are all in our spaces. It shouldn't be so. So, somebody will ask, then what are you trying to say? I am trying to say that we should actually stop minding our businesses and go to people and talk to them because you may never know you may be sharing the same problem with somebody or even the holy spirit that is in you may inspire somebody to be like you which is a christian therefore inspiring them to have your characteristic of going out to talk to people that is why i said when you are going for outreach do not make people feel like a statistic sorry guys i told them this do not make them feel like a statistic. Rather, let them feel like you are their friend. Share with them. When I say share with them, I don't mean share how you can get them into church. No, but be their friend. Ask them, how is life? Before you use the utterance of the Holy Spirit, before you start leading them to the prayer of salvation, don't try to speed up the whole process. The Christian walk on the Christian race is not a process of speed. There is speed in certain places. But when you are introducing somebody to the Christian walk, it is not of speed. It's the same way a baby is born. You cannot force it that very day that it's born to start walking. You cannot force it that very day to start talking. To start knowing what is right and what is wrong. It's all a process. With time. Hallelujah. It's with time. It's with time. Glory to God. So, here's what I want to tell you or share with you today. Stop minding your business or stop being in your space. Christians actually are extroverts. Do you know that? I'm not giving you points. I think you should make your own points today. Because I have not even gotten to what I want to share. But I think you should make your own points today. If I will give you points, I, I may, as the spirit leads me. But um, I think you should make your own points today. So, one thing I want to let you know is that Christians are actually extroverts and not introverts. 
You cannot be a Christian and be an introvert. You have to eventually be an extrovert. Somebody who is ready to go out. Somebody who is ready to reach out to people. Some, not somebody who is always in their space and worshipping God in private. No. That's why somebody said, stop worshipping God in private. And ignoring Him in public. Remaining to yourself in public. There's nothing wrong. See, how do you think all our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, they have all these friends because some of you, you log on your, um, all these people, the group of people, you log on their phones and then you see or at times you take a look or a structure of your father, your mother, your brothers or sisters life. You take a look at all these structures and you wonder that how did they meet all these people and have all these people in the world today? You, I, I'm sure most of you wonder, those who don't really have friends or those who really, you know, are inquisitive about life, they wonder that, ah, so are all these people in the world today? Exactly. Exactly. They are all in the world. And you, they did not just come into the phone. Or then their numbers were not just saved into the phone. A friendship was made. A friendship was made, which therefore gave that opportunity or opened that door for them to share and exchange numbers. So that is what it actually is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. So, let's move on to another thing. The topic of this conference. Today's message is titled, Joy. Hallelujah. Today's message is titled, Joy. Someone say, Joy. Joy. I've already received the title of the message tomorrow. Hallelujah. So today's message title is called Joy. Now, I explain to you that joy is a double dose of happiness. It's more than a feeling. Therefore, this is the one thing that the devil has tried to take away from Christians for so long. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to read something from the Bible. But before I even get there, let me let you understand the basis of joy. Joy is more than a feeling. I can't even describe it. That's, that's joy. You can't describe joy. Happiness, you can describe it as a feeling that somebody is maybe excited, joyous. You see, even the joy still comes there. Excited about someone, something, or something. Uh, um, something they've heard, something they've seen, is an expression of, you know, smiles, of, you know, joy. That is it. That, that's how you can describe happiness. But joy cannot be described because it does not end. This is the one thing that the devil has tried to be taken away from Christians this whole time. 
This is the one thing that the devil has tried to be taking from Christians and everybody around the world this whole time. Nothing more, nothing less. This whole time, this is what the devil has been trying to do. This is what he has been trying to do. Taking people's joy away. And he is halfway. I mean, look at the population of the world. If you, I don't know if that, that there's something like that on, you know, Google, but there are a number of people today that are depressed. There are a number of people today that do not have joy. There are a number of people today that are not even happy. There are also a number of people today that have never experienced joy. And all these people would wonder. Why is it that they don't have joy? Why is it that they cannot be happy? They cannot be excited? Because you meet other people, in the moment you meet them, even if you are sad, because of their joyful nature, you also become joyous. You are happy. And you'd ask yourself, so why is this person built like that? Why does this person have so much joy? Number one, <laughs> number one, a person is only joyous if they do not let situations beat them. A person is only joyous if they do not let situations beat them. A person is only joyous if they do not let situations beat them. A person is only joyous if they do not let situations beat them. I hope you understood it. A person is only joyous if they do not let situations beat them. So, it means simply that whenever you meet a person joyous, hmm, whenever you see a joyous person, it simply means one thing. And it means that this is the person that the devil tackles every time. Are you listening? It's the person that the devil tackles every time. I'm telling you. It's the person that the devil tackles every time. Do you know why the devil tackles such a person every time? Do you, do you know why? The devil tackles such people because he cannot take away their joy. So you realize that when you ask a, a joyous person, or a person of joy, somebody with a joyful character about their problems. They have so many. But after all this, you find out that they are still joyous. They are still, you know, bubbly. They are still happy. They don't have problems. It's like they don't even have problems, but they do. But they don't share them. They don't let problems and situations bring them down. That is the difference between us and the world today. As Christians, See, this message that I've shared, don't take it lightly. As I've shared it to you, and as you are listening to it today, make sure you share it to all the people out there. You have the opportunity to listen to this message. Let them go back and listen to it. The only reason why half of the world is depressed today, the only reason why half of the world is not happy today, is not because they don't have money. It's not because they don't have 
the life that they wanted to live. It's not because they are not rich. It's because the devil has snatched their joy away from them. Listen, you can be happy without money. You can be there and be happy without money. Of course, it doesn't mean money is not a factor of happiness, which obviously makes the, uh, the, the phrase or the sentence that says money can't buy happiness wrong, which obviously makes that phrase wrong. Because, I mean, there are a lot of joys or things that can bring you happiness. You can buy other things. But what they mean is that after a short while, it fades away. Do you understand? It fades away because it's no longer like a surprise to you anymore. You have it, so it's, it fades away. So in a way, it's correct, but then again, not really a solid point to start from. Amen. You can be happy without money. But the reason why most of the people are sad today is because they've allowed the devil to snatch their joy away. The devil sends so many obstacles, situations, through our lives. As a Christian, you ask yourself, what am I meant to do with this situation that has come in my life? What, I, what am I supposed to do with this situation that has come in my life? What am I meant to do? How am I meant to change it? How am I meant to alter it? How do I change it? I have one solution for you. One solution. Just one. Listen to me. Are you listening? One solution for you. Don't let situations bring you down. Don't let the devil snatch your joy. Because as a Christian, one thing that you must always do when you experience problems is to stand strong and Repel the devil away from doing what? And repel the devil away from doing what? From attacking you. And repel the devil away from attacking you. From taking away your, 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 your joy. See, problems may come down, may make you sad at times. But fear not. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and the verse number 1. We are going to be reading from there. It says, It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations with God. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth, such as an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. How that he was caught up into the paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be. Or that he heareth of me, and lest should I be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, in the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that he might depart from me. 
and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee my for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in my infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecutions in distresses for christ's sake for when i am weak then i am strong for when i am weak i am strong number two joy makes you a strong man a strong person joy makes you strong that's why the devil wants to take it away because it is with joy that you go for the holy spirit because you've heard listen you've heard of a good thing when you go to church and you, you are seeing somebody receiving the holy spirit right there and then on the spot it is because they've heard a good thing in the service so when they call for altar call right there and then the person received right because the person has received with joy but today that doesn't happen again and you'd ask yourself why is it that the people don't want to change no because they're not joyous to receive your joy is your strength and i've even shared message from the, the the conference that we are coming to do titled the joy of the lord is my strength i've started sharing from it already that's why I, I want to make you understand that your joy is your strength joy makes you strong joy makes you strong yes that's why the devil wants to snatch it away because when you are joyous nothing worries you nothing can come against you so at this moment in time wherever and whoever you are watching me i want to ask you this question are you joyful are you a joyous person and for those who claim who say that they are depressed ask yourself where did your joy go what has snatched your joy away from you anything worthy that has snatched your joy away from you is a situation that is by the devil which is not meant to bring you down but has brought you down in a way is that not scary which is not meant to bring you down but it has brought you down in a way which is not meant to bring you down but it has brought you down in a way in a certain you know mode or manner it has brought you down so whatever that has snatched your joy i pray that the lord returns it to you in a hundredfold in the name of jesus christ because the joy of the lord is our strength that's why i said joy makes you strong listen this this week we'll be learning about joy and why you should be joyous why you should be happy there are a lot of things that can bring happiness it's not only money it's not only finance i'm always happy when you see me cry that doesn't mean i'm not happy when you see somebody cry does not mean that they are not happy you can always come to me and i'll smile with open arms but you see the world has changed so much from my younger days of being a child we used to associate with ourselves much better we used to communicate with ourselves much better which has a positive influence on joy or sorry of joy on one another but now it has stopped 
There are so many things I want to talk about at the same time. Listen, those who claim that they are depressed, they are not really depressed. Joy is what has been snatched away from them. It is joy that has, it is Satan that has snatched their joy away through a situation. That is why I say, a joyful person never lets situations bring them down. Because you are the one meant to over, overstep that situation. I'm not meant to overtake it. I wanted to say overtake. But the Holy Spirit guided me to say overstep because you are on a higher dimension. If you say overtake, when it's like when you are driving a car, you're on the way. Somebody come and overtake you, you still go and meet the car in the front, will you not? If you overtake the person again, the car is still at your back, is it not? So if you overtake that problem, it is still there. But when you overstep it, you are showing that it's on a higher dimension. And that is only through your joy. Glory to God. So, your joy is your strength. Joy makes you strong. A joyous person never lets situations bring them down. Satan sent situations for one purpose. To bring your joy down. To create a certain doubt. Which also is an extractor of joy. We have things that extract joy. I hope you are conscious of that. There's so many things that extract, sorry, extract our joy one by one. I'm so full of the spirit. So put the English aside. I'm, if you don't think I'll start speaking to you. There are so many things that extract joy from us one by one. I can give you a list of them. Some will say, in fact, the first one we usually know is number one, which is the lack of money. That's one thing Satan always wants to bring away. Debts. It's not debts, it's debts. Amen. That's one thing Satan always wants to bring away. It's not good. Amen. Are you there? That's one thing Satan always wants to bring away. And that's an extractor of joy. Because when you don't have money, you can't be happy. You can't be happy. Because you can't buy food. You see, at times when you eat, you are happy. When you buy things, and you know you bought them with your money, you are happy. So it, money doesn't really buy happiness. It rather gives happiness to a certain limitation. Which then promotes joy or being a joyful person. Another thing that extracts our joy is problems. That in fact, the first one is basically our main problem generally all around the world today. And that is why many people have left to the world to go and see if they can be joyful once again by getting that money. But no, see, you're not going to get it back by going back to the world. You get it by coming back to your creator you are not going to get it back by going back to the world no just because money is of the world you are going back to the world are you alright that, that's basically our main problem today the only reason 
why most of us are not joyful or why we think that we are not joyful which is then giving satan manta cogent which is then giving satan an opportunity to snatch our joy because we've made our joy weak when you say i think i'm not happy or i'm not happy you are giving him a reason an opportunity to snatch that joy away oh boy i have a lot to say tonight i hope you're taking notes one of the things that is an extractor of joy i'm not saying extractor of money extractor of joy is the lack of money is the lack of resource the lack of finance that's one thing that extracts our joy that's one thing that satan knows that rules the world but you have to overrule it that is why last week we had you see i don't know but this week i felt that this week should be our week of joy because last week i told you how to call it forth this week i'm talking about joy add both of these things together and see how limitless you would be in the coming days glory to god listen i'm still talking so satan wants to make us think that money is really happiness it's not so it only gives happiness to a certain limitation that is why money doesn't make god happy his streets are made of gold so it doesn't make him happy it's the same thing he walks on gold so it's nothing new everything is made of gold there so it's nothing new really it's nothing new But you see, when a soul is received or is brought as a seed into the kingdom of God, heaven rejoices. Why? Because they are coming to eat of glory, of riches. That is why the Bible then says again, exceedingly abundantly, above all that we can ever ask of faith. Glory to God. So, don't let your joy be snatched. The whole factor of what I'm telling you right now is that don't let your joy be snatched for any reason. It's not necessary. Why will you allow your joy to be snatched? Why should you allow it to be snatched from you? Why? No, explain to me. Why should you allow it to be snatched from you? Don't allow your joy to be snatched. Say from today, I will not allow my joy to be snatched from me. I've given you two points, and these are very solid points. And I've given you, I think, another one which is three, an extractor of joy. See, it's see, lack of money is an illusion. It's not basically a situation, it's an illusion. Because it becomes a situation, but now it becomes an illusion when you think about it deeply. It's there, but it's not really there. It's just to make you think that you are lacking it, but you are actually not. That's why I said it's an illusion. It's to weaken you. Don't let such things weaken you. Because I'm not weakened when I don't have money. 
You may be frustrated, but that, but that should not weaken your faith. You may be frustrated, but that should not weaken your faith. Everybody has been in that situation, including me. Everyone. You cannot tell me that you've not been in such a situation before. Everyone has. To share what I have with you mostly tonight because tomorrow is the last day, it's only two days. I'm only share with you for two solid days. So please don't run away. This is one of the instructions of faith lack of money and illusion. It's not like you are lacking it, it's just there to make it seem like you are lacking it. So it's like you are standing somewhere for a second, you see something. Then you turn your face and come back. You can't see it again. Fog has been surrounded around you everywhere. So it's an illusion. You think that, oh, it's gone. But it's actually not. Clear the way and you'll see it. Once again. So it's an illusion. And you know, one of the things is that whenever you do not succumb to the plant of Satan, he just stops the plan. He, he aborts the plan. So you realize that you'd lack money for a while. And the, the next thing is that you lack money for a while. Then the next thing is that you have money again. But then you lack money again. Then you have money. Then you lack money again. Very soon, it will be a consistent flow. Say amen. It will be a consistent flow. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. It will be a consistent flow of money. Because your joy is the one going to be bringing the money. See. Number three. Joy lessens problems. Joy lessens problems. Joy lessons problems. I'm giving you number three. So, um, yes, it's an illusion. So don't let that bring you down. Another thing, or other is an extractor of faith. Situations. Every type of situation is an extractor of faith. Sickness, um, disease, a funeral, um, anything pretty much that is a situation or that appears as a problem. Is an instructor of joy and once you're not joyous that's number four once you're not joyous you cannot be faithful or you cannot have faith to believe anymore because what more is life without your joy what more is life without your joy ask yourself that question Ask yourself, what are, what are you depressed for? What are you moping about for? Don't let Satan instruct your job. I've been in several situations where I can't allow such things to bother me again. Do you know why? Because it's not necessary. Why should I allow something like that to bother my head? For what reason? Give me.
So there are certain situations. It's not like I don't see them. I just don't want to react to it because when I'm when I react to it, I'm forced to use my energy towards it. And when I use my energy towards it, it extracts my joy and gives me another feeling. Aha! So that's why we have angry, sad, moody, this mixed feelings, mood swing, what, what, what. That's why we have that. That's why we have all such uh, sorts of feelings. Praise the Lord. Listen and listen attentively. What I'm telling you is not a joke. Situation, every situation of every sort is an extractor of joy. That's what the devil has been trying to take from you from day one. The whole point of see your faith, that's number five. I think I'll end at seven. Your faith is based on your joy for your faith. Your faith is based on your joy for your faith. If you are not happy, about serving the Lord, your faith wouldn't be as rigid as the way we are here. So some would say Africans are deceived, but we are joyful, we are joyous to serve the Lord because something good comes out of it. Do you know how many Christ Embassy churches are all over the world today? That's going to be Love Arena soon. Not clearing Christ Embassy away. But filling the world with joy once again. So number four, I think number three, I said joy lessons program. See, even in your workplace, when I gave this point, I was taken to this place in the realm of the spirit. Listen, even in your workplace, joy lessons problems because certain things don't bother you anymore. Certain things don't make you angry. You are full, okay? <laughs> then you walk away. So it even you see, it even brings some sort of disturbance on the person. That ah, what is wrong with this person? Why I want the person to react? That is a situation. You are walking away from it with laughter. You are walking away from that situation with laughter. You are good, okay? You are a cow, okay? We'll suck you from this place, okay? You are not bothered. Do you understand? So, at times it can even lead to your promotions. Because somebody may look at you from a distance. And you will see how unbothered you are. But you are doing your work. You, but you are unbothered about the things that are going on about you. It's like, number six, joy gives you focus. Joy gives you focus. I've given you six points. I don't know how many you've taken at home, but I've given you six points. Joy gives you focus. So, now back to number three, which uh, I said, which is joy lessens problems. It means that you don't have any problems at work. So maybe your boss, your general overseer may see you from somewhere, may see how unbothered you are because they know people, they know the type of people that they have in their work that always like to cause problems. But when they see you, they know that you are not bothered about anything, but you are doing the work diligently. You are focused. That's where number six comes in. You are focused. So the fact that you are, you, you are not bothered about anything and you do not have any problems even will encourage him or encourage your 
boss or your general overseer to uplift you, to send you to a different level from those people. That is why you were laughing. Because you were, as you are laughing, it's a sort of upgrade. That's why I said joy is a double dose of happiness. Glory to God. Joy is a double dose of happiness. <laughs> It upgrades you. It upgrades you. It upgrades you. Don't let the devil snatch away your feet. Sorry, don't let the devil snatch away your joy. Because, number five, your joy will um, depict, or I, I mentioned something. Your joy will depict your faith, or it will show how much of a faithful person you are. When you are happy to serve the Lord, it will show how far you would you would really go for you know worshiping or you know serving Him. Because there are certain things that the Holy Spirit that can tell us that we may not even believe that ah seriously I should do this or oh, no. At times there are certain things because people don't have joy and the, the Holy Spirit wants to talk to them and minister to them to bring them back joy again, to bring them back to their senses, they'll be like, oh no, I cannot do this. What is the meaning of this? What, what is the Holy Spirit telling me? Get out of here. You see, these are all situations. You see, when you meet a person not always smiling, when they are not happy, the only problem is that they are not joyous people. They don't have any reason to be joyous. Their joy has been snatched. When you meet people not smiling, it's the situation that has snatched their joy away. Something happened. There was, I think, was it was somebody that was telling me something the other day that once upon a time, he wanted to buy something. And there was a certain woman in his area whereby this woman never smiled. She was the best person that sold what he wanted from there from that section but she never smiled so she he couldn't really approach to go and buy what he wanted so you see a situation causes and this situation has been there for years i'm now speaking i've, I've zoned out of what i'm telling you i'm now speaking concerning it that the reason why she's not smiling or always has a frown on her face or always not joyful is because there was a situation and it has caused something. It has snatched their joy away in such a way that she can't smile again. So, one day he decided to conquer his fears and then now go to the woman and bought something. The woman appeared to be very nice but therefore could not smile. So he asked, why is it that you never smile? He doesn't know what caused him to ask, but he just asked, why is it that you never smile? And she said, my face is stuck like this. She said, my face is stuck like this. I can't smile, even if I try to. My face is stuck like this. So what? So you see why you shouldn't let situations bring you down? You see why you shouldn't let situations bother you in any way? This is why. This, this is why. 
Why should you like, uh, allow certain things to bother you? For what? There's no reason of it bothering you. Leave it. Let it do what it wants. When it's tired, it will go. That is why I tell you that don't stand strong in situation. That's why I want you to count it all joy. And I'm even about to share with you my personal experience about why this conference is so today. Hallelujah. So, here's the thing. As you see, we went on a break from the month of April, and we are now here in the month of September, glory to God. We resumed in August, and we are still on. Glory. So, here's what happened. Now, throughout the journey, you see, I told you that all media was off. Now, you see, Satan sent a situation towards my way. I couldn't do what I loved. So, uh, that's also an extractor of faith. Not being able to do what you love. Because of a situation. I've given you three of the extractors of it. Lack of money, situations, and not being able to do what you love. Because of a situation. So, this was the, you know, problem. I, didn't, I told you I didn't have a phone, laptop, nothing. I'm telling you this today because I want you to see the importance of why this conference is here. You know, I'm trying to compress everything into one day so that tomorrow I'm done. Hallelujah. Anyways, moving on with what I'm saying. <sighs> Anyways, what was I saying? So, that was what happened. I had nothing on me. So, the, I told you that the only thing, I told you this during the which conference was, we've had so many of them. Not by might, nor by power conference. I shared this particular message with you. That I had nothing on me. Nada. Zero. I had nothing. I had nothing on me. So, it was a situation that I didn't know how to tackle at the time. But it was an experience that God was giving to me. So God was just watching. And I was going along. At times I told you I don't even go out without a phone. And I'll come back again. Safe and sound. So, the fact that I was not being able to do what I loved. The fact that I was, I was supposed to set a boundary for myself. The fact that I was reduced. Another extractor of faith is reduction of heights. I'm not saying short people. I'm saying reduction of greater heights. You are somewhere so high and then all of a sudden you just reduce to somewhere you never thought you'd be. It extracts your faith. So, I was reduced from here to here. And so, it started to extract my faith. Which I was not conscious of. It started to extract my faith. And I said to myself, So why is all this happening? I served the Lord diligently. I've served the Lord for five years plus now in ministry. I've gone through so many things. And this is how the Lord can repay me. This is some of you talking. This is some of you talking. 
that you've served the Lord so diligently. Why? Is it why is this result? Why is it that you have this kind of result in your life? Why is it that you have this kind of results? Why, why are you not having the abundant results that the pastors are preaching about? Are you listening? Why is it that you don't have the abundant results? Why is it that you don't have it? Explain. And that is where the issue comes. Because God isn't going to comment. God isn't going to say anything. He is giving you an experience. He's allowing Satan to have his way because he knows that at the end of the day, Satan will not really do anything. He, he has no power, really. So he's just watching him because he can, he can. Listen, Satan is like this. God is like this. He can just blow air and clear Satan away from him. Can just blow Satan and clear him away from him for no reason. It's possible. How many believe what I'm saying? It's possible. But he wants Satan to do those things. So I ask myself, after all my service to God, after me serving God for five good years in ministry, of passing through different reproaches, reprimanding from different people of different caliber, this is how I've been repaid. So it started to extract my faith. It started to extract my joy, which was then depleting my faith. And that's why I told you that your joy is based on your faith. Hallelujah. The joy that we have in Christ Jesus and even in our lives is based on our faith. So never let the devil have his way to extract your job. Don't allow it. Say don't allow it. Don't allow the devil to do such. Never clear the way for the devil to set situations. Never allow the devil to have a passageway to set situations that will extract your joy. You see, this is why we have so many backsliding Christians. I've been giving you so many reasons why we have backsliding Christians in our world today. But this is one of the most paramount ones. Because day by day we are realizing that we are losing people. We are losing our friends. You find somebody today, somebody doesn't go to church. Why? I don't know. I'm just tired. They are fine with it. They are fine. Seriously? You are fine with it? You are happy like that? Wow. Just, wow. Father Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Because what is this? So, moving on. I didn't have these things. So I was like, ah, look around me. Everybody has it. Even the people. That's obviously, I think they don't deserve it. They have it. So why is it that me, that I've been serving diligently, I don't have it? Why is it that I've been reduced? To this place so as I was thinking I was thinking literally it, 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 
You see, I can even explain it. He extracted my faith. He extracted my joy for the, the work of the Lord. It gets to points like that. I need to be truthful with you because it seems like you do not know the urgency of what I'm saying. It extracted my faith, I'm telling you. And when that happened, here's the next thought. Which I'm very, very sure today that I stand here, it was from the devil. Here was the next thought. Why don't you quit ministry? Why don't you quit ministry? Why don't you stop ministry? I didn't see it then because my joy was already gone. God was still watching you. Why don't you quit ministry? He was watching the devil talk to me. It was listening. So I hadn't I hadn't I, I didn't even have the passageway to come and announce that my ministry is closed. And God knew why. Because he knew I would have done it. Listen, I'm a person of speed. I'm a person of being immediate. If you do the thing, do it fast and let us know where we are passing. If you can't do it, let us know. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that is that's me. So he knew that that's how I was. And he and he knows obviously everyone wants speed. He knows, but me, the my type of speed is different. If I want something like this, it should be like that. It should be like that. So it was for a good purpose because I would have announced it right there and then because it was like I've spent my money my time my effort everything on this ministry and at the end of the day nothing fruitful is coming out of it just the same way as nothing fruitful or as you think nothing fruitful is coming out of your Christianity I thought of that yes somebody will say a whole you yes a whole me I'm a human being they play so I went on. I was listening. Why don't I stop ministry? Because that would even save my money more. Listen, do you know how much money I need to spend on internet before we come on this our platforms? Do you know how much? So much. So so much. I can't even listen. If I say I'm adding the money from the start of this year to now, how much we spent on internet? Ah, I would have been able to, you know, pay small, small to buy a house in Accra. Because daily, I've spent a lot. So, that was why, that, because it was convincing me. Some will say, be realistic. That is the truth. You can't. But fear not. Shut up and listen. So, this was what was happening. I was being convinced by the devil. I couldn't believe it. As of today, I can sit there and literally not believe the fact that I was being convinced by the devil. Like, really? Wow. So, that was what happened. I started to look at all the factors, and that's what Satan will do. Show you realistic factors about why you should stop serving God. Am I right or wrong? Show you realistic factors about why you should stop serving God. Somebody, you sing in church. Somebody, you do technical to me in church. I'm not referring to LSU. I'm talking my talking. Amen. So, <laughs> so, 
the thing. You are singing in church. You are doing ushering. You are, I mean, you are acting in church. The devil will just come with one situation. You succumb to it. And then you proceed with phase two. Why don't I stop serving God? Why don't I go and then do what, you know, other people are doing? Look at my abilities that I exercise in church. Why am I not going out in the world to do more? That's what will come into your head. Tell me if I'm lying. It's true. Because it happens. That's how most people drift away from church into the world. Because you find out that most of the musicians that we have in our world today that are singing worldly music, they were once in church, but they've been dragged out. Why? Because their joy was snatched away. Why? Because they succumbed to a situation and Satan proceeded with this too. So, I started to think, and I, oh, I listened. That night, as I was sitting down, pondering over those things, that particular time here, even if you come to me, I wouldn't be able to smile, even if I tried. Because I was really thinking. I don't know why all that thinking came. Because if I'm sitting down quietly today, I'm, not, I'm always joyous to meet people, right? I'm always joyous to meet people. I'm always excited to meet people. Last time I met one of our members, our online ministry members at Christ Temple. Is that not amazing? He literally came up to me and asked, Am I imagining this film? I said, Yes, why? And I said, Wow, okay, he has been watching me online. I said, Wow, is that not wonderful? I've always wanted to share that with you, but I've never, when, when I always say I want to share it, it will pass over me. But today it did not pass. <laughs> so, moving on, I nearly convinced myself because before I, I, I when I listen to something, I literally have to psych my mind up for it. That this is what is going to be from now on. So organize yourself this way, organize yourself that way. That's me. So I nearly convinced myself to stop. But I told you I had one thing, which was my radio and then my ears. My radio and then my ears. So I was listening to um, one Christian. Radio network. Most of you know it in a class, sweet melodies. And um, I'll, if you want the frequency, it's ni- I think 94.3 FM. Oh, not that I don't listen anymore, but I mean, <laughs> there are so, there's so much on mind, so I may or may have not forgotten. But if in Accra, do try to listen, it's inspirational. They are playing messages every time. So. From that time, I was really soaking in messages. So what happened was that that night, my radio was on. As I was thinking, I even zoned out before I knew it was 12. Okay, so I went to sit on my bed and I was about to lie down. And then all these thoughts were still flowing in my head. And flashbacks, replay. You see, the way they do it in the movies, flashback, replay, playing all that I've done. It's not worthy. You are not, listen, do more, go out and do... I was actually being convinced. I was like, what me? I, I, when I sit there today and I look at it, I said, what me? Hmm. So, God is so wonderful, eh? Because He knows 
that I was nearly convinced. He left me with that radio. That radio has been my blessing today. That is why should we get to a bigger place in ministry one day, I would always want to have a radio network that can go across the whole world to bless someone. Because you never may know. Somebody just needs to hear about it, about something that will stop them from committing a certain action. That's why we keep doing this. That's why we keep going on to share the word of God. Of course, this was in my mind back then. But I mean, it was becoming like all as half, like Bibiase. I can't describe it in English. Everything is false. Everything is gone. Like, I didn't have anything. So what, how? Okay. So, I now said, well, if that is it, then I stopped myself. For some reason, I just stopped myself from talking. And I was listening to a message that they were playing on Swiss Melodies. From 12 to 2 a.m., they played two hours of calm messages from um, camps that Bishop Doug has had. That is, he is the owner of the, uh, the FM station. So, I was listening to the messages. And then, I don't know which camp was that, but I've always yearned to look for that camp. Maybe I'll find that camp this week. I'm still looking for it. And, you know, he was talking, when he has camps and conferences, he's always talking to pastors, leaders. And I fit, I, I fit in that description. Fit the effect. I fit in that description perfectly. So, now, I was listening to this. And then, he came across and he said, Listen, as a minister, you will go through many things. You may not have money to do this. You may not have money to do that. I mean, there will be so many things that you experience. I'm still in go to. I'm, I'm still speaking what he said. I may not remember everything to tell you. But the only thing that I remember that stood out to me, that has become a conference name today, was count it all joy. He used this same verse. Taking pleasure in infirmities. Counting it all joy. Counting whatever you go through, all joy. Because it will save you. It will keep you from doing something stupid that you are not meant to do. Hey! Hmm. Counting it all joy. It will save you. I'm telling you. It will keep you from doing something that you are not meant to do. Are you listening? I'm not just telling you anything from the blue. There's something that happened. Then... You know, he has one um, wonderful singer, Ida. She's the producer of actually most of the songs that we sing here. Most of the, even the one we sang at the beginning, We Are The Church. It was by her. She sang the song first before others took it on, made covers. And we are also doing the same. So it's by Persla. I'm accrediting it to them because it's not mine. I can't take credit for that. So... Moving on, what, one thing I want you to know is that she came and then she asked. And then the pastor said, okay, let's sing this song. I have the song in mind. Count it all joy, even when 
he sings so hard. I don't know if most of you know that song. If you do, fine. If you don't, then it's time to learn. We are going to sing it for a while. Please, there are no instrumentals to this, so don't ask me where I'm going to get some. So, here it goes. You listen and then you follow along. Everyone knows through. In fact, I don't even know the, the, the full lyrics, but let's sing that part. The only part that stood out to me um, was the Count It All Joy part. That was all that was standing out to me. Right then, then everything about stopping the ministry. Oh, for the way, I'm continuing. I said, when I was done listening to the message, I was not at ease. I could sleep. Because when I was going to sleep, my mind was still thinking. So my eyes were closed, but I was still awake. That's what made me wake up to listen to the message again. So let's go. Count it all joy, even when it seems so hard to and know that you never give you more than you can handle count it all joy even when it seems so hard to and know that he'll never give you more than you can handle and he said it again Count it all joy, one, two, three, four, even when it seems so hard to, and oh, you never give you more than you can handle. Count it all joy, one, two, three, four, five, even when. And it's so hard to and know that you never, you will never give you more than you can handle. Count it all joy, even when it seems so hard to and know you never. Give you more than you can handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's to show you I can sing. So, <laughs> anyways, so that was what encouraged me. And I said, wow, isn't God amazing? So he's here with me. So he's actually, wow. So he can actually hear what is going on in my mind. The only expression I had was, wow, I literally got up and I started singing with him. And I said, I'm not going to stop. God knew that he had done and fixed everything. So I started organizing events. I think this was, was it May? Yes, May. Uh, yeah, in the month of May, I'm sure. May. Uh, yeah, May. Because, look, if, if um, something just dropped in my spirit right now as you were singing the song, Count It All Joy. Imagine mm, if God, imagine if God, hey, imagine if God had not, and I repeat, had not taken away, or had not, sorry, he doesn't take away, he gives. 
So let me correct that. Imagine if God had not allowed the devil to take away all my media devices just to encourage God in my life again. Imagine if all my media devices were with me. I would have been distracted because I'll be focused on doing more for God and I realize that the devil or the things of the devil will now convince me more because the devil will now have more ability. You see, our phones is like a passageway to the devil. It's our responsibility to keep or repel that things away or repel such things away. To repel such things away. So, <laughs> hey, do you understand what I'm saying? It's our duty to repel such things away. So at times, we are too distracted by certain things. We are too distracted by our lives. We are too distracted by the things that we are seeing around us. Shut up and listen. One thing I always encourage you to do is that always listen to a message. At times, eh, for no reason, you have it all. Just turn off your phone. Listen to a message. In fact, turn off your if it's the phone that you have to listen to the message, fine. Turn off your phone, listen to uh, uh, sorry, turn off your data, listen to a message. If you can listen to a radio station that are playing messages, turn off your phone, listen to messages. That's it. Believe me, you'd learn a lot more than what you know. That you can even learn from books. Yeah. You'd learn a lot more. You'd learn a lot more. So, right then and right there and then, that joy that I claim was snatched away from me was brought back. I regained it. So, I started writing all these things down. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Count it all joy, conference. This, that. And we've accomplished them. We've done it. And I'm joyous. I'm happy. I don't allow anything to disturb me anymore. So, it looks like. Oh, I'm, I, I'm this type of person that I don't really care about what's going on. So I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't want to react to it so that it will get me worrying again, which will then snatch my joy. So from today, listen, being somebody that thinks problems don't worry you, you need to, you can't see. You don't need spiritual eyes. You can identify situations when you see them. So avoid them. Walk away from it. Walk away from it. Just go away. Don't don't near the no nearer. Just go away. When you see it like this, just act just imagine yourself in a workplace that somebody is insulting you or hates you for no reason. Okay. <laughs> and you walk away without laughter. Just walk away from situations. Because they extract your joy. They extract your faith away. They deplete your faith. Listen, if you are depressed today, see, as I'm here right now, as I'm talking to all of you, I know people that I'm going to send this message to after I'm done, personally, to listen to it and give me a feedback. I know, I, I, I mean, I know people... <laughs> Listen, joy is a very important thing. Never let the devil snatch it away from you. That is the only thing that I can tell you. I can't encourage you, but I can tell you that don't let the devil snatch certain things away from you. Your joy is number one. It's topmost priority. 
never let anyone snatch it away from you. Not a human being, in fact. Because some people will say that a human being snatched away their joy from them. You go and ask some people today, based on this message, what snatch your joy away from you? Why are you depressed? Because I'm sure you know some people that are depressed, right? So you go and give the message to them. And then you ask them, based on this message, what are you depressed by? And you should do that. Try and see. Some people will give you certain useless reasons that, I don't know, maybe... It's not really of substance. Substance. Do you get it? Yeah. It's not really of any good substance. Hey! Hmm. It's, it's, it's well I'm telling something is telling me I should end now and then continue tomorrow. Okay, so, so you ask, and then you find out that oh, a boy snatched away my joy from you. It's from me. Really? Like, how did you even watch that to happen? A mortal, a human being. Not even the devil. No. So you see, it's a situation. This is why I say walk away from it. If somebody wants to cause problem in your life, eh, leave it. If somebody wants to find something or something, walk away from it. I don't care. Be like that. Because it lessens your stress. It makes you much more of a joyful person. You are able to focus on yourself. It gives you focus. It allows you to focus on yourself. Listen. I can I don't know any much I don't know more to say on this. I don't know how much more because there are so many things that I've said that are connected to them themselves. If I tell you all that is in my mind right now that I should share with you with all the points that I've given you in these past few minutes, I will not finish today. The only thing that I can encourage you to do today, brothers and sisters, listen and listen attentively is for your own good. Are you listening? Please and please again for your own good, for your sake. Hey, for your sake, please keep your joy. Never let your joy run out. Be always joyous. Never let anything snatch your joy. You don't have money. Okay, it doesn't matter. Make yourself happy. There's much more to doing that. Some will say, okay, but how else are you going to get money? Listen, I told you that when it's like, let me show you something. This is the pictorial image that I'm seeing in the realm of the spirits. On based on the topic that I'm talking about. And this was God is showing to me. So let it be with you. Because I'm I'm rounding up here. I may continue tomorrow, but not on this same emphasis. So let me share this right now and then we are off. So listen. Oh, okay. So you are you are there. You have a life. Everything is there. Money, this prosperity, that. I mean, you you are, you are basically at a table. All right. Now the devil has rested his hands upon these things. So those things are grayed out. Is that how you understand it? Grayed out, meaning you cannot use them. Meaning you are lacking them. Or you, you, you do not support them. It's like a phone. So I'm trying to use that grade out to make you understand something. That when he rests his hands on certain things like your finance, your academics, your this, your that, your body, your health, your this. 
you are not bothered, eh? You are sitting at the table. If you are not bothered and you go for something else, if it's greater, let it be greater. You are going for something else and you are content with that and you are happy with that. He will just lift up his hands and go because he realized that the plan that he wanted it to play out the way he wants it, it's not working. So when he rests his hands on your finances for a while, that is why it appears as though you lack money. Do you understand what I'm doing? So it's like it's levita- he's levitating his hands over it. It's an, that's why I say it's an illusion. You, you can't see it. So you are sitting here. You can't see it. He has, he has put his hands on finances and, and prosperity. Hey, you cannot see it. So therefore, now you lack money. You are not eating well. You are shrinking. Hey. <laughs> so now you are shrinking. So with what I've taught you now, then you go for another thing. Well, well, this is still working. This is still working. So I'm still happy. This is still working. So I'm still happy. It's still doing what I wanted to do. It's still happy. It's the same way like a phone. When certain things don't work on the phone, the phone is still working, isn't it? I'm happy. I'm okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he realizes that, ah, isn't this guy disturbed by like what I put my hands on? Me, I'm going. So he just raises his hand from the thing and now it's available again so when it's available you say ah it's back so that's when you start to receive ideas as to how to get money and stuff like that listen i've done enough stand to your feet i've shared with you enough stand to your feet so that satan would just lift up his hands you're sitting at a table you have all these things placed around you maybe in a circle you can imagine it in any way but it's in a circle form he has rested his hands upon these things just so you can think that it's gone and God has taken it away. All to bring you down and to lessen you in the pit and to pull you slowly into hell. Because he wants you to think that God has taken it away. He doesn't love you. He has taken it away because he promised you for a while. He has taken his thing away. He needs it. He doesn't. That's the devil working. And God is watching. God is watching to see if you fall prey to that before he acts. The same way he acted in my life, you act in your life the same way. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. At this moment in time, we are done with the first day of our conference. Glory to God. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Manto Kobo Shitiki Yanaman, the Kadi Sofadi, so Kanga brings the Gabos to Nimani, Lite Kibura Shikitele Gabos to Ligabayada, Rabata Shaka Tele Gabo Sukin Tele Bibendo, Nita Basante Kili Gabosukuta Lagabayi, Rende Sheketele Gabos to Lugabundi, Riva Sete, Riva Sete, Kabomi Kabomi, Saliga Sandina, the Vesher de Tastila Kamundi, Rabasunte Rabasata, Kabando Rubusundi, Ringala Dabos to Kosha. Oh Father Lord, we thank you. We praise the name and we worship you. Father, who art in heaven, we believe that your name is gracious and kind. As we've learned of this knowledge today, we are blessed. We are impacted. We are transformed by and with your word. Glory to God. At this moment in time, nothing can shake us. Nothing can stop us. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.